Kansei! Hello! You're listening to Achimowin on CJSR 88.5 FM, located in the city of Edmonton, which is on Treaty 6 territory, as well as Region 4 of the Métis Nation. This is a traditional gathering place for the Cree, Blackfoot, Nakota Sioux, Iroquois, Dene, Anishinaabe, Inuit, and others to whom we pay our respects and thanks. My name is Shayna Giles, and I'm of Métis descent. My pronouns are they, them. This week on Achimowin, I'd like to start with an acknowledgement that this show features a mention of some difficult subject matter in the news portion that some of you might be sensitive to right now. While we won't be discussing that story itself in any specifics, we will be discussing stories that came about as a result of that discovery in the news portion of our show today. After the news, we've got our feature interview for this week. I spoke with Cheyenne Miko Kihu, community liaison for the Edmonton Two-Spirit Society, about the E2S and its recent and upcoming projects. I also spoke with Cheyenne about their journey as a Two-Spirit person. This interview is going to be aired in two parts to commemorate both Pride Month and Indigenous History Month. This week, we're hearing all about the Edmonton Two-Spirit Society. But before that, let's get into the news. So first off, like I mentioned before, we will be discussing some news today that came about as a result of the discovery in Kamloops. There will be mentions of residential schools in the following stories, so please tune out if you don't want to hear that today. The news portion should be over in about 8 minutes, if you'd still like to hear our feature interview. But now, we're going to get started with our first news story of the day. A number of mayors from across Canada, including Edmonton's current mayor, Don Iveson, met with Canadian Finance Minister Christia Freeland on May 31st as part of an annual gathering of the Federation of Canadian Municipalities, with the goal of pressing the federal government to lay out a path for addressing housing for urban Indigenous people as part of a larger push to address homelessness across Canada. Iveson said that the current hot housing market is concerning and that municipal leaders are seeing middle-class families unable to afford a house and low-income families unable to find affordable rental units. He said that those caught in that housing crunch are often Canada's urban indigenous population, who are already at a greater risk of homelessness. Iveson said that mayors are seeing a strong role to be played by Indigenous housing providers, and that they need adequate resources to address the need for housing. You can read more about that in the Canadian press. After the discovery of child graves at a former residential school in Kamloops, there have been public calls across the country to rename buildings and monuments that had been named after Bishop Grandin who was one of the principal supporters of the residential school system in Canada. Grandin Fish and Chips, an Edmonton restaurant, has announced on Facebook and Instagram that they will be changing their name and rebranding in the near future, as they do not condone the name or what it stands for. In a statement made on Instagram and Facebook, the Edmonton Fish and Chips shop said the following, just a quick note to the community that we are aware of Bishop Grandin's involvement in residential schools and work to actively harm our Indigenous brothers, sisters, and folks. It is heartbreaking, wrong, and we don't condone it in any way. We are working towards a name change and rebranding. Please allow us time to, as we were hoping to make the name change along with the community, but now don't think we can wait that long as it doesn't seem to be progressing quickly. They followed the statement by asking for input about 
what their new name should be. In other recent news, Edmonton's football team has officially announced their new name and branding as the Edmonton Elks. In June of 2018, the team announced that they were looking into a new name and new branding for the team. For the past 10 months, they've been referred to simply as the EE football team. Now, we've got the official name for Edmonton's football team, the Edmonton Elks. The new rebranding includes a new logo, an elk, and new helmet designs featuring green antlers on a yellow helmet. You might be wondering, Elks? Isn't it just elk? You're technically correct, but Elks is also technically correct. After Elk was shortlisted as an option, they discussed with a linguist about whether to have it singular or plural, and ultimately decided that when the term Elk is used as a proper name, it's alright if we throw an S on the end there. Either way, the Edmonton Elks will be playing their first game in two years on August 5th. Jason Kenney announced Alberta's Open for Summer plan on May 26th, detailing a summer of vaccinations and looser restrictions. If you haven't already heard about the summer plan, I recommend you go read up on that on the official Alberta website. The announcement itself was very optimistic, discussing how we could have summer festivals later this summer, depending on hospitalizations and vaccination rates. Despite this announcement, Edmonton's K-Days Summer Carnival and Exhibition has been cancelled for the second year in a row due to COVID-19. A statement from Northlands, the site that runs K-Days, says the following. Following Premier Kenny's announcement, we at Northlands took a hard look at whether we could deliver a high-quality event given limited timelines and resources. Following discussions with the City of Edmonton and Explore Edmonton, Northlands has made the difficult decision that K-Days will not take place this summer. So that means that when it comes to Edmonton's summer festival scene, we won't be seeing K-Days, as well as the International Street Performers Festival and the Edmonton Folk Fest. But some of the festivals that have announced that they will be running this year include Taste of Edmonton and the Edmonton Heritage Festival. Down in Calgary, it looks like the Calgary Stampede is still set to go ahead this year with additional measures in place to ensure safety and compliance with health orders. When it comes to K-Days, while it won't be running this year, they're looking forward to bringing it back in 2022. That's it for the news this week. Up next, we've got our feature interview. This week, our feature interview is with Cheyenne Miko Kihu, community liaison for the Edmonton Two-Spirit Society. I spoke with Cheyenne about the E2S, some of their recent and upcoming projects, and their hopes for the future. To commemorate Pride Month and Indigenous History Month, both of which are happening in June. This interview is part one of a two-part interview. The second part will be aired next week, focusing on all things Two-Spirit, as well as Cheyenne's journey as a Two-Spirit person. But this week, we're talking about the Edmonton Two-Spirit Society. So without further ado, let's get right into the interview. So my name is Cheyenne Megokehel. Um, I use they, them, or she, her pronouns. Uh, and I'm from Edmonton, or, you know, it's colonially known as Edmonton. Um, uh, and I am the community liaison for the Edmonton Two-Spirit Society. So right off the bat, 
what is the Edmonton Two Spirit Society? So Edmonton Two Spirit Society, or just called E2S, is a um, nonprofit organization, a very small nonprofit organization uh, that started off as a grassroots kind of initiative uh, that aimed to connect two spirit community members with their culture. Um, and so in our growth, um, we haven't lost sight of that. So we're a little bit bigger now in that we have paid staff. We have an executive director and myself, the community liaison, um, but we're still small, <laughs> small but mighty. Um, and uh, so what we do is um, we basically work with our Two-Spirit and, and not just Two-Spirit, but also um, Indigenous, queer, and trans, or just kind of, I'll, I'll use the term Indigiqueer uh, as an encompassing term for all Indigenous, queer, and trans folks, not to minimize the multitude of identities that exist. Um, but yeah, so we uh, basically provide supports and services to this population um, and their loved ones and allies um, and other Indigenous communities uh, to be able to learn about what it what Two-Spirit is, um, to increase access to supports and services uh, for Two-Spirit and Indigenous people, um, as well as reconnect with our traditions and our cultural ceremonies and stuff. So what role does the Edmonton Two-Spirit Society play in Edmonton's 2S LGBTQI plus community? So we're the only Two-Spirit serving organization in all of Edmonton. Uh, so, you know, there's kind of a lot falls on our shoulders with that. So we basically being the only two-spirit organization, we kind of have a responsibility to the community to ensure that um, we're doing things in a good way and that we're making sure that people have that equitable access. That's like such a big thing for us is ensuring that we're do thing, doing things not necessarily in a colonial way, but um, keeping to our ceremonies and traditions as much as possible. So um, it, I think it's been a lot of like a learning curve for a lot of indigenous people in the area um, and so we see a lot of people reaching out to us to get support and guidance and not just Two-Spirit or Indigenous people, but um, other businesses and organizations and other Indigenous serving organizations. So um, I think it's like really common that people, and I don't want to make this sound like a too much of a generalization, but I think it's really common that people automatically equate Two-Spirit folks with like kind of queer specific identities. Um, and it's really important to note that like not all two-spirit people identify as queer or not all two-spirit people identify as trans or gender sexually diverse or whatever that looks like. Um, and so we kind of have a responsibility to support people who are outside of that two-spirit um, umbrella term, but also like need support, if that makes sense. What sort of resources, programs, and services does the Edmonton Two-Spirit Society offer? Yeah, like I want to say a lot, but like at this particular moment, not a whole lot. Um, but that's just because we're in this like growth period. Um, so currently, we have uh, a number of different programs. So we have a mental health program where we're able to provide referrals to two spirit mental health professionals. Um, so specifically, we have um, a group therapy offering that we um, have a connection with a two spirit. Um, a two-spirit counselor. And we also offer um, other referrals to other organizations and, or wherever people might need um, or any sort of like advocacy support that people might need. Um, we also have a suicide prevention program. So if individuals or their loved ones are at imminent risk of suicide or if there's um, some risk of uh, suicidal ideation, 
um, or any sort of crisis really, uh, we offer suicide and crisis intervention support um, and that's immediate. You can call and text us and generally we're almost always like ready to be able to take that call. And like for personal boundaries and professional boundaries moving forward, we'll be hopefully um, having a team of volunteers to support that work as well. Um, we also do a number of, um, because everything is virtual because of the pandemic, a lot of our stuff is online. And so we've done a number of beating socials online where we send kits to folks uh, and then they come in. We have an instructor teach how to make um, a necklace or earrings or a beaded feather. Um, and that's been a really overwhelmingly positive um, program that we offer. So we're hoping that um, as we secure more funding, we'll be able to offer that one moving forward. Um, we also offer, um, uh, we've had a, a number of COVID supports available. So some emergency financial dis distribution for community members, um, as well as some gift cards. Uh, we've done drag shows. We've done all sorts of like social activities. Um, and so once the pandemic uh, allows us to, we're hoping to um, offer more ceremonial based activities, more land based activities. Um, so we're working with um, the local indigenous P flag. Also, I'm gonna butcher their name, Ogimau Megwanakanaki. I can't remember how to pronounce it. OKM, they're the indigenous P flag group. And uh, we're working on a project with them to uh, develop a rites of passage ceremony for two-spirit youth to be able to come in and um, learn all of these teachings in a safe space that's uh, going to be welcoming and opening and then also welcoming their families. So that's another project that we're really excited about. Um, and then just uh, hoping to just get into sweat lodges and uh, do medicine picking and all of those kind of things. So um, our projects, our programs are kind of all over the place, but um, another, actually another big one that I wanted to mention was um, a partnership with Lance Cardinal. Uh, we're going to be offering some art classes and mural workshops uh, with Lance, who's a two-spirit, a local two-spirit artist. And so we're really excited about that um, and the opportunity to be able to provide some teachings around murals to our community. And the murals will be um, portable. So one will go to the Pride Center and one will come to us at E2S. So um, yeah, lots of different programs. And as our strategic plan uh, is finalized, we'll have more of an understanding of where the next few years are going to take us. So like I said, we're in this period of growth, which is beautiful and scary and nerve wracking and exciting. Um, and we're just really looking forward to seeing where the next few years take us because our programming is definitely going to be shown. You're listening to a Chimowin on CJSR. I'm your host, Shayna Giles, joined today by Cheyenne Miko Kihu community liaison at the Edmonton Two-Spirit Society. So when it comes to communities on the local level, like Edmonton, for example, what can businesses, organizations, and individuals do to be more inclusive and supportive of Two-Spirit people? I mean, the biggest thing is really just educate yourself. And I think this goes for any space that's wanting to be like a quote unquote safe space. Um, and education doesn't mean just take one, like one webinar and all of a sudden you're good, you're trained, you know all the things. Um, education and learning is ongoing. You need to sit with these elders and sit with these community members and ask them what they need because I can't speak for all two-spirit people and saying what they need. Um, but I can say that uh, little things like having your pronouns visible or having um, some sort of safe sticker in your window. Uh, there's a 
I think it's called the Turtle Island Project, where uh, in the downtown Edmonton core, where businesses can show with a sticker in their window that they're actually a safe space for Indigenous youth um, and Indigenous folks who might be considered like high risk due to the number of people that are like get kicked out of um, the mall and stuff down there, right? So uh, there's little things like like that, but um, I just would also be hesitant and 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 saying like, please don't tokenize us, uh, don't fetishize us. Like I know that it's a new term for a lot of people, and it's exciting to hear about um, the ways that uh, culture has really survived generations. Uh, but it's also you know we're we're humans, and um, if you're inviting us to your table, do it with intention and kindness and love, and not just because you're checking a box. Um, yeah, and I think like making an assumption around um, who is Two-Spirit and who isn't is also probably not good. Um, and we also really recommend if you're not Indigenous, please don't take the term Two-Spirit. It's not for you, unfortunately. Um, it is an Indigenous specific to Turtle Island. Uh, and we recognize like pan-Indigeneity and, and that other Indigenous people exist in other parts of the world. Um, but Two-Spirit two, two is specific to Turtle Island. So the Edmonton Two-Spirit Society recently launched a video series called Two-Spirit Knowing. First off, could you tell me a little bit more about what the series is? Yeah, we're so proud of this series. So the Two-Spirit Knowing is a video series that came out of the pandemic, actually. Uh, so there were a number of individuals um, reaching out to the organization saying, now that the pandemic is here, we don't have a lot of access to information. We don't have a lot of access to resources. And so they were coming to us asking for the support. And um, while we can provide support, we didn't have like tangible resources that we could give to them. Um, and so we wanted to bring that information to our community. And so the Two-Spirit Knowing video series was uh, developed. And that was in partnership with the Canadian Red Cross. So big shout out to them for helping support the funding for that program. Um, and we made three videos. So the two videos feature different knowledge carriers and elders, some Two-Spirit, some um, allies. And they carry different teachings around the creation story, around rites of passage, around um, Two-Spirit identity, uh, all these different things and, and the, the eight genders. And so those two videos feature little tidbits. Obviously the creation story, there's a version that's four months long and we're not gonna do a four month long video. So um, we just did, uh, they're just short eight to 10 minute videos um, that give you a little bit of a good glimpse of what it means to be Two-Spirit, what kind of teachings are out there. And then on the third video, it's um, myself and my colleagues from the board, as well as the other staff, uh, talking about how being Two-Spirit, what it means to them, and what the, like how the work is impacting us as Two-Spirit people. So that one's titled, We Are Not Alone. And I think it's really um, a fitting title because that this job makes us feel like we're not alone when we have so many Two-Spirit kin that we're getting to meet every day. So our videos are um, on YouTube. There's a playlist. You can watch all three of them uh, under half an hour to watch all of them. And I really recommend it because they're just filled with emotion and love and I get emotional thinking about them, like how 
powerful it was to share them at the event that we had for the videos because we had people emailing us afterwards and, and calling us crying thanking us for, for, for making these videos uh, and for hosting the event that we did so um, it's it's powerful stuff and we're hoping that people get something from it and that when they're willing to go on a deeper dive then they can reach out to us and we can um, support that work so yeah those are those are our videos I'm all emotional <laughs> <laughs> that's a good thing Oh, you were right. They are they are quite emotional. Uh, had, had myself a little bit of a cry when I went through them. Yeah, the event that we had, we did a full day gathering um, and we had presenters and panelists from all across Turtle Island. Well, actually, no, just within the colonial borders of Canada. Um, and it was just like talking about everything from two-spirit parenting to um, art and story story building and uh, fashion uh so it was like a quite diverse day but so many tears were shed everybody was crying that day <laughs> yeah it sounds like it must have been a, a very meaningful experience yeah and i really hope that we can provide more experiences like that uh, i think it's really important that people have access to these kinds of information and these kind of activities and events because they mean so much. And we had individuals telling us, this is the first time I've ever heard about uh, what it really means to be Two-Spirit. And I feel so welcomed, you know, like it was the first time that they ever felt like something made sense for them. And I resonated with that because when I first started to learn about Two-Spirit, it clicked like that for me as well. And I was like, oh yeah, maybe this is something. And, and it was, it was a thing. And it's um, become a big integral part of my life. So we're hoping that we can just keep providing that support for other people who are kind of maybe similarly looking for what it means. I'm, I'm rambling so much. <laughs> uh, I, I want to talk with you forever about like gender and identity and stuff, but we do have like an interview to get back to. So. Oh, good. <laughs> so returning to the Edmonton Two-Spirit Society itself, you sort of mentioned an upcoming like partnership or project involving Lance Cardinal. What sort of things will the Edmonton Two-Spirit Society be working on and doing over the next few months? Oh, Pride. <laughs> Pride is so busy. Indigenous History Month. Um, so we have lots happening. So uh, circling back to Lance Cardinal, uh, actually, we have a fun collaboration with uh, Lance Cardinal and a local company called Unbelt. Unbelt is a local, ethically sourced, uh, sustainable um, apparel company for all genders and all body sizes. And they mainly make um, belts, hence unbelts, uh, belts and um, masks. So they're using excess materials from their belts to make masks. Um, and so we've partnered up, uh, well, I shouldn't say we, Lance partnered up with Unbelts and developed a really beautiful design for their belts and masks. And um, for the month of June, proceeds from those belt and mask sales will come back to E2S. So $15 for every belt and $5 for every mask are gonna come to E2S and that's gonna support our programming and support the work that we're doing. Um, so that's one really exciting partnership uh, that's specifically for Pride and for Indigenous History Month. But we're also doing a number of uh, different projects and collaborations with um, people re re requesting presentations. So um, if people ever want community education, they can reach out to us and we'd be happy to support that. We're at the time of this interview, we're still um, developing what Pride is going to look like for us, uh, just because we're, we've been so focused on supporting other people's events that we're realizing we need to do something for ourselves as well. So um, 
we're working on that and what that's going to look like. Um, yeah, so, and we also have um, at the end of August, this is going to be our International Two-Spirit Gathering. And so this happens every year. And as it says in the title, it's International for the International Council of Two-Spirit Societies, uh, of which we are a member. And uh, we're, we actually won the bid last year and we're supposed to host an in-person event, but then the pandemic hit. So they adapted and that was prior to us having staff as well. So the board was still operating um, at full capacity on their end. And so they did an amazing job in hosting a virtual gala. And this year we're hoping, COVID permitting, uh, to do some sort of hybrid, mostly in-person on the land with our virtual component. Um, so it'll be at Métis Cross um, in August, at the end of August, I want to say the last weekend of August. Um, and so watch our social media for that. We'll have some uh, posts and stuff coming out soon for that particular event. Um, and then, yeah, it's just a lot of little community events uh, for different partnerships that we have. So what are your hopes for the future of the Edmonton Two-Spirit Society? We need a home. Like we desperately need a space to call our own. So right now we share a part of the Pride Center of Edmonton. They're very gracious and they, they allow us a little bit of space, um, but we need our own facility. We need something with uh, a, a space to gather. We need something that's accessible for our elders um, and our other people who aren't able-bodied. Um, we need uh, something that's like centrally low. So that's kind of our big push right now is we're trying to secure some funding to call a home for our own because it's really frustrating that an Indigenous serving organization uh, on Treaty 6 can't find a home on Treaty 6 and that just speaks volumes to the impacts of colonization that are still ongoing that we don't have a home. Uh, so that's our big push right now um, but we're also like I said we have that strategic plan that we just did so we're really looking forward to the future and we're not really quite sure what that's going to look like yet uh, but we just want to have more concrete mental health supports. Um, we're doing some suicide intervention training with some community members um, who I mentioned then will be a part of our volunteer program. Um, and then community education, uh, really just trying to get information into the hands of people and into their minds and in their hearts um, and just try to spread as much awareness as we can. Um, and so I don't really have an answer. Like we just want to, uh, I know that's kind of a wish-washy answer, but um, it's just because we're, we're at this growth period where we're figuring out what our community needs. Um, one of the big things I will mention is we recently developed a matriarch council. And so we're hoping that some funding will go through with the wage uh, to be able to support some of the work for the matriarch council as well. So um, lots of exciting stuff happening, but um, the next few years are going to be busy as we hopefully get more staff um, and more of a, more of a brand, um, those kind of things that come with um, having like stable funding. So that, yeah. If any listeners want to get involved with the Edmonton Two-Spirit Society or just want to learn more about those upcoming projects and events, where can they find that, inf that information? So we're available on uh, all of your regular social media platforms. Our website is e2s.ca. Uh, we're also on Facebook as Edmonton Two-Spirit Society. We're on Twitter. Um, we're on 
Instagram. We're not on, we're not on the TikTok yet, uh, but we might, we're, we're, we're talking, we're both kind of old. So we'll, we'll see if that's uh, something for us. But um, yes, Facebook is probably, uh, Facebook and Instagram are probably our, our biggest platforms that people utilize the most. Um, but you can sign up for our newsletter on our website as well. And if there are Two-Spirit or Indigiqueer folks who are interested in becoming a member, uh, we can also, we also have memberships. So um, it's free to be a member with our organization at this time. And um, people can get involved with volunteering, fundraising. You don't need to be Two-Spirit to be a member um, or be Indigiqueer to be a member, but you won't have voting rights within the organization. So you'll still be able to do fundraise, volunteer, attend events. Um, there just will be less involved in the organizational aspect of things. But um, we're open to members and and we're hoping that um, that you'll all join us. Is there anything else you'd like to talk about or expand on that I haven't asked you, or maybe just anything you'd like to expand on that I have asked you? If people are looking to learn more, they can contact us and reach out. And if people are looking for direct support, like if you're a two-spirit um, person or a parent or loved one of a two-spirit person, you're not really sure, um, please just call and email us um, or you can even text me um, and we'll get you the support that you need, whether that be through a knowledge carrier or through myself or my colleagues. Excellent. Well, Cheyenne, thank you very much for sharing a bit of your journey with me and about what you do at the Edmonton Two-Spirit Society. Thank you so much. Hi, hi, hi. That's it for this week of Achimowin. Big thanks to our interview guests this week, Cheyenne Miko Kihu, community liaison for the Edmonton Two-Spirit Society. Be sure to tune in next week to hear part two of my interview with Cheyenne about their experiences as a Two-Spirit person and about all things Two-Spirit. Got any news you want featured on Achimowin or just want to reach out? Feel free to send us an email at achimowin at cjsr.com or use the hashtag Achimowin on social media. Thanks for listening, and I hope you have a relaxing rest of your day. Oh,